G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, it's always good to catch up on the breaking news headlines as they come out of Israel and those surrounding nations in the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us again today. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Ron, let's start with some street protests within the Palestinian Authority as Israel's prisoners begin a hunger strike. What's the story? Yeah, thousands of Palestinians took to the streets of the West Bank and the Gaza Strip to mark what is called Prisoners' Day yesterday and express their solidarity with hunger-striking prisoners held in Israeli prisons. One of the largest demonstrations took place in Ramallah, where thousands gathered in Yasser Arafat Square, raising flags emblazoned with the face of the imprisoned Fatah leader Marwan Baghouti and Palestinian flags. Palestinian officials say about 1,100 prisoners have commenced a hunger strike. We all need to prove to our living martyrs, that it, meaning the prisoners, that their suffering will not be in vain, Palestinian Authority Ramallah Governor Leila Ghanem told demonstrators in Ramallah. We salute the prisoners, he said. At another demonstration in Bethlehem, clashes broke out between Israeli soldiers and demonstrators near the security barrier. There are a number of demands that uh, have been put forward by Marwan Baghouti and his team. Baghouti, by the way, was convicted of murdering Israelis during the Second Intifada, and he's seen as a major contender to succeed Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas, even from prison. The Israeli Prison Service said yesterday it's undertaking significant measures, but it will not negotiate with prisoners. So although there's a rather ridiculous list of demands, I don't think the Israelis are going to be uh, emotionally moved, to say the least. Sounds like they'll be taking it in their stride. Another headline, Ron, uh, a Bible student, Hannah Bladen, stabbed to death in Jerusalem. What's the story there? Yeah, this is a very sad situation. Her kindness actually uh, cost her a life. Uh, She stood up on the tram to uh, give her seat to a pregnant lady and then became the recipient of this attack. Hannah Bladen, 20 years of age, a University of Birmingham student from England, had been in Jerusalem on an exchange program at the Rothberg International School since January. She was also studying archaeology and Hebrew. Israel Security Services said Hannah Bladen was travelling on a train when a Palestinian man pulled a knife and stabbed her repeatedly. Police have since retained a 57-year-old man who I'm told is suffering some kind of mental illness. Uh, This is not the first time that a Palestinian suffering from personal, mental or moral distress has chosen to commit a terrorist attack in order to escape his his problems, a spokesman for the Israeli intelligence service said. 
uh, it seemed he wanted to be killed. Uh, he was so frustrated uh, in his thinking. Uh, the Shinbet service said that the, this is a, a common activity for uh, people suffering with mental illness. Uh, it was very sad because uh, Bladen had just recently corresponded with a family in the uh, UK. She wrote to them saying, I'm okay. Security is really tight on campus, so no worries. Having a great time. A tragedy. Seems to be, though, Ron, mental illness is often the first thing that people are looking for and looking to blame whenever there's a terror attack. Another big headline, one of those that's dominating global headlines, of course, is the Turkish president, Erdogan, uh, who has claimed vast new powers after a victory in the national referendum. What's the latest from your end? Well, this is a major concern. It could change the face of the Middle East and even Europe. Uh, it surely will have an impact on uh, American network of relationships in the area. Uh, Erdogan has claimed victory uh, after nearly 90, 99% of the votes have been counted. Uh, he's wanting uh, more power in the position of president. There'll no longer be a need for a prime minister. Uh, he said in his speech, we are enacting the most important government reform of history. The constitutional change will allow the uh, new president to assume full control of the government, ending the current parliamentary political system. The ramifications, however, are immediate. The yes vote in the referendum is a validation of the current leadership style of Mr Erdogan, who has been acting as a de facto head of government since his election in 2014. Uh, the danger here is that they will be go total Islamist control and uh, the, the human rights of the citizens of Turkey are under very extreme threat. And it seems to be, Ron, uh, when I've looked at reports in the mainstream media, almost uh, falling short of declaring that this is a new dictatorship. But that's what it looks like. Oh, it is. It's exactly that. And uh, under the referendum terms, he's entitled to two five-year terms with the possible extension of another. Uh, so he intends to rule with an iron fist, I would say. Mm. Ron, let's come back to Israel and a UN official saying that Gaza could soon be unlivable. What's the story? Yes, he said the latest electricity crisis could be the tipping point that makes the Strip unlivable for its two million residents. The UN has been warning for some years that the chronic problems of Gaza are accumulating to the extent that we may be approaching a tipping point uh, for Gaza, he said. That was Robert Piper speaking to the Jerusalem Post. Piper spoke after the Gaza power plant shut down on Sunday for lack of money to pay the taxes the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank imposes on the diesel fuel necessary to run the plant. It's one more blow for the Hamas-controlled enclave of two million people where unemployment is at 42%. And fresh water is a scarce commodity. Gaza will now operate on only four hours of electricity a day, down from eight. The plant has hit a crisis point in December that was averted by tax-free donations from Qatar and Turkey, which provided the necessary fuel. 
but the funds and fuel have run out, and Fatah has insisted that any additional fuel must be fully taxed. It's a real crisis. Uh, there seems to be crisis everywhere, and uh, the U.S. are part of a lot of those things that are unfolding throughout the entire Middle East, but the U.S. Defence Secretary expected in Israel next week. Yeah, James Mattis, the U.S. Defence Secretary, is to go to Israel next week as part of a Middle East and African tour meant to reaffirm key U.S. military alliances. He is set to arrive in Israel on Thursday and will meet with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, President Reuven Rivlin, and Defence Minister Avigdor Lieberman. He'll also participate in a replaying ceremony at Yad Vashem, uh, the World Holocaust Remor- uh, Remembrance Centre in Jerusalem. Mattis will begin the six-day tour with a visit to Saudi Arabia, followed by Egypt. He will also stop in at Qatar. The Defence Chief will engage with strategic partners in the Middle East and Africa and discuss cooperative effort to counter destabilizing activities and defeat extremist terror organization, according to the Pentagon statement. It's very interesting to see the foreign affairs activity of the Trump administration, which seems to be much more proactive uh, than the previous president was. And much more proactive than it would appear that uh, was talked about in the lead-up to the election of Donald Trump. He certainly has become involved in a lot of uh, foreign activity, but there's a lot of uh, foreign tensions throughout the whole region. Uh, Ron Ross, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing them again with us this morning here on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.